Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yizzo! Hi, Shanti. Good evening. Hi, Antoinette. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's crack a lacking? Just a wonderful. It's it's Father's Day. Today is the day that we honor all these men in our lives. Amen. Today is we are recording on Father's Day. Today is mm-hmm. actually Thursday when you will hear this. So Father's Day just passed. But yes, today is Father's Day. What did you do for Father's Day? I hung out with my dad. And my daughter and my sister, we just hung out and talked and laughed and took pictures. That's nice. Um, Had a nice day. Wonderful. What did you do? I didn't do anything. (laughs) My dad. No, no, my dad. What did I do? I went to Smorgasbord today. Um, Whatever that is. Child is banging. It's this... I'm so sorry, y'all. Y'all going to hear these little kids in my backyard screaming and playing. It just brings a joyous mood. I know. To it. But if you it, don't like kids playing, then you then are something wrong with you. Hellbound. <laughs> no, I went to Smorgasbord, which for people that live in New York know that it's basically just like the one that I go to is in Prospect Park, and it's just this fair and all of all these food vendors, and you just go and you eat. And you just have all this a plethora of food options. It's a smorgasbord. Yeah, it's it's nice. But my dad is it's actually he's visiting other family in Delaware, and I couldn't go, so I'm gonna see him tomorrow. I'm taking off, and we are gonna. He don't want to do nothing. He's so aggravating. I tried to. I said I'll take you to a show. Not he won't even go to a movie. So he's like, we're gonna go to the gym. And then we're just uh, going to hang out in the basement and watch movies. And I was like, okay, that is the plan. So that's it. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow. Um, but today was a good Those day. Those sound like, like bay activities. Those sound like young man activities. Yeah, we're going to the gym, then we're going to go in the basement and watch the movies. <laughs> listen, listen. We'll get into that later, Dad. <laughs> Dad. Um, yeah, but it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. I am in, uh, you know, the weather broke. I'm super hyped about that, in all honesty. Like, I couldn't take another damn day of cold. I just want this warmth. And we're at the point where it's not too hot. I know. It's, like, perfect. It's perfect. It's, yeah. like, oh, this is it. Like, the sun will be shining, and then you're not. You don't feel like you want to end it. You know, it's not that hu- humid weather. Um, but I was riding my bike, and I was just so grateful today for the breeze and for the weather. Then it rained on me, but it was like warm rain. Ugh, I'm just. That sounds like a music video. I'll girl. tell you, I was out there like you usher. You a whole music video <laughs> out there. Like, what was it? Was confessions when he was out there, right? Tripping. Was it confessions? 
Child, you know I never had a goddamn TV, okay. and I only watched videos when I was babysitting, when I should have been watching a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh, um, we haven't had one of these in a long time, but uh, our politics is usual. Yo, your wow. man's Trump. <laughs> have you watched the news lately, Shani? No. Mm-mm. Child. Trump asked... What is... He... He just is so dumb. Like, I I don't know what's wrong with him. It's something really wrong with him. First of all, his he's been doing a lot. But his um, birthday pass or some shit, I don't know. Oh, he's a Gemini. That makes so much sense. He's fucking That's bananas. So incredible. But he was asked by George Stephanopoulos. You know who that is? No. Damn. You got to get on it. You can see this stuff on YouTube. Listen... I can I can know the world's going to hell in a handbag without seeing the white people responsible for it. Okay? Oh my god, it's palpable. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so George Stephanopoulos interview old boy, and this is like you know usually he's only who's George Stephanopoulos? He sounds like a Sesame Street character. Who is he? <laughs> You're thinking of um, Snuffleupagus. Oh, is he a Greek? I don't know. A Greek. Who says that? I said, is he Greek? Oh, I thought you said, is he a Greek? I'm like, who says it like that? Is he a black? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yo, what the fuck? No, George is um, a correspondent on ABC News. I really, I like him. But um, he was interviewing old man, and he asked him, like, you know, if you were, if there was, like, a foreign country to present you with information, you know, on your opponent's. Are you okay over there? It's a lot of movement. <laughs> the fuck? Are you listening? <laughs> I'm trying to make my um my my soundproof box. This is why so you never I'm trying to get this quality tight. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he asked him, he was like, So, um, you know, if a foreign country offered you information on any of your presidential candidate like any of your opponents, you know, would you take it? Now this is this is the whole like Russia collusion thing. Like this, this idiot had the audacity to say yes, and that he would not report it to the FBI. <laughs> he said it again. He was like, "Of course I, of course I would read it." No, I mean, you know, I, I, I gotta know. It, like it was just like, bro. It was so bad to the point where, like, Democrats lost their shit. It was like, this is hella illegal. Like, everyone knows that that's illegal. You cannot do that. Even Republicans with their old raggedy asses came out and was like, all right, uh, this is not okay. So now he's trying to backtrack and was like, that's not what I said. But it's, like, on it's on video. So, But, like, why, why are people appalled? No, but that's that- really crazy because the, the whole... Like, Mueller report, like, everything's about that. Like, the whole controversy, like, the biggest one about about him is this key factor of, like, this. Like, you cannot take information from foreign governments. <laughs> like, th- this was the whole shit. Like but He's like, but that's what we do. So why am I lying about this? Oh like, my. I don't understand. He's like, yeah, you know, if, if Nor- he was like, if Norway comes over here, you know, and gives me some information, he's obsessed with Norway because Norway is like the whitest country ever. He, everything is Norway. It's like, bro, you know, we're not talking about Norway. We're talking about fucking Russia. But he did that shit. <laughs> like, he, your man is crazy. Bat shit crazy. Um, what else did he do? He's been doing a lot in all honesty. 
he's still coming for McCain and everything else. I won't get into all that. But the um, the monster that is Sarah Sanders is gone. She has stepped down as press secretary, and I could not be happier. Do you know who that is? Why? Yeah, the uh, the not the. Oh. <laughs> But she's the one that's like... She has no cheekbones. The one whose face just looks like it's melting. Damn. I'm sorry. That's like the same age as Beyonce or something? Yeah. Or she's like the same she's age like, of somebody that's like... She's younger than Beyonce. <laughs> Some black woman that's out here. <laughs> it was Beyonce. She's younger than Beyonce? I believe so. How old is Sarah I hope Sanders? she's okay. She's not well. You wanna... Sarah? <laughs> Sarah's not well because of... We need to light a white candle for Sarah, <laughs> for this white woman. Yo, so she's stepping down. She didn't really... She's only 36. How old is Beyonce? 42. She, Beyonce lying to the public. She too. definitely is. Beyonce is 37, so she's younger than Beyonce, looking like Beyonce's grandma. She ain't living the life. <laughs> Beyonce, she's living a hard life out here. She really is. Protecting all these white men. I hope that Sarah Sanders black people just... Down. She's exhausted. I hope that she just fades to black. We never hear from her again. I don't want a book. She fade to white. I don't want nothing from her. I'm just so... And it's not even like like she ain't been doing shit. She hasn't had a, like a press briefing. I, it's, it's like something... Why is she stepping down? Just all of a sudden she's like, I, I, you know what? I I'm sick of this shit. I have no idea. Like, I, we can all possibly... Some people think that she wants to run for office. Some people think that she's just she like... She's about to write a book, This nigga. is too much. Like, this is about to taint everything that I am at 36 years old. Other people, like, I don't know. Apparently, she might try to be getting pregnant. She might try to start a family. She has like, kids already. Is... Oh, child, she got kids. But anyway, sayonara, bitch. Like, bye. She says sayonara, Sarah. <laughs> we do know. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> I could have. Sayonara. Uh, Internet, you brung that back. Brung. Oh, my God. You I am right. so ashamed of myself. <laughs> Brought. Um, <laughs> so ashamed of my, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> this is the end. Um, and then oh. I am, so something happened, something happened with me and I'm hella excited about it. Someone crept into my top spot for a presidential candidate. Now I'll, I'll say this. I will vote how I feel during the primary election, whoever, whatever Democrat gets the nomin- nomination. That's who I'll vote for. But right now, Sister Liz is doing her thing, and she has crept into the top spot. I want to live in Elizabeth Warren's America. I got to be honest. Like, she... Have you been following her at all? Internet, stop asking <laughs> me these fucking questions. Um, Are you trying yeah. to get on this Dr. Sebi diet, though? <laughs> Are you? I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, think so. I don't think that's a part of your lifestyle, so oh, wow. I wouldn't ask you that. You just you basically just about called me a pig that doesn't know how to eat or take what? care of herself. Oh my god. <laughs> See how I jump? I jumped to conclusions, <laughs> bitch. I we leapfrogging over here. Hop, skip, and jump. Anyway, Elizabeth Warren is the bottom the Native American. Listen, candidate, she fucked. Listen, she fucked up with that. But we got to give her a Native American name, though. No, just out of I don't want for to. The cons- I do not want to continue that kind of <laughs> nar- like. I don't want that to be her narrative because I really, really do like her. Like this wealth, t- she's proposing this wealth tax, which is just two percent tax 
um, on wealth, the wealthy, the succeeding that exceeds like 50 million a year and mm. like a 3% tax on wealth above 1 billion. So like we talk about two cents of every dollar past $50 million and three cents yeah, of yeah. every, like that's nothing for them. She's talking about getting rid of college debt, Medicare for all, which I'm still on the fence about Medicare oh. for all. Um, the Green New Deal. She is. Why are you on the fence about Medicare for all? Because there are some people that really, I think that people should have the choice of whether they want to do Medicare or their private insurance. There's some people that really like their private insurance. Um, marijuana. She's like, yeah, make that shit, legalize that shit on a federal level. She's about getting rid of the electoral college and replacing it with the popular vote. Um, she wants the president, a sitting president, should be allowed to be indicted. She, Because that's the whole reason why Trump's ass ain't in jail right now, because he's a sitting president and it's illegal to indict a sitting president, which is insanity to me. Um, yeah, she's like all about women's reproductive rights. She's like, no, 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 no. Women should be allowed to get abortions if they so choose. She's all about, um, like, really getting to the, well, honestly, penalizing. She A lot of her stuff is penalizing people. People are spinning that, too. But penalizing bad people. And she wants to go after Big Farm with this opioid crisis. Um, and she proposed investing $50 billion into HBCUs. Oh, I, I just, I'm like, I want to live in your world, boo. She's a, she was a young mother. She struggled being a mom. Like, she, I, listen. Everybody struggles being a mom. Child. Oh, God. That's another episode. I see. <laughs> oh. oh, my, please. Right, we need a lighter what about episode. What about Booker? What about, what about, I was just listening to NPR. I was just listening to NPR before I said the word brung. <laughs> and she, I mean, what about, what? what's up with the Booker dude? I. That's apparently dating Rosario Dawson. Yeah, that. That's apparently these white people ain't gonna have Rosario Dawson be the first lady. Rosario Dawson is not the first lady because they ain't married. Well, I'm she gonna be coming oh, in the back see, that's door. That's even worse. <laughs> that's even worse. This nigga ain't even married. Oh my Dang. god, that just escalated. No, Corey, Corey has a um an authenticity issue. We just yeah, I know. I was listening. I was like, Corey, you sound like a nigga I would never trust. <laughs> Thank you. You sound like a nigga I would talk about behind your back, like. <laughs> You, yeah, you talk a good one. You're too slick with it. And he, you he, are he, a sexual deviant. Oh my god! Don't say that because a lot of people um, think that. No, a lot of people think that he's actually um, gay or bi or fluid, and that Rosario was like a cover up for it. Which I'm all about Wait it. I'm like, yo, Corey, Just, if you are out here and you want to be with men, women, both non-gender conforming folks just do it be about you but you can't out anybody and he's got to do his thing he's he's has said that he is not gay ever no one believes him because they're like we've never seen you with a woman and then all of a sudden rosario dawson he's, came out of nowhere it, it's just you know what is not right with Corey. Corey, we don't believe him <laughs> i don't believe that he doesn't like he just seems like it's really really hard for him not to be with a white woman that's why what <laughs> he just seems like he ha- should have a white woman on his arm no, and that's I mean, where the dishonesty is oh my god that's where it doesn't feel right it's you like, all you just you know, found a way to blame it on a white girl but Corey, you know you ha- need a blonde woman next to you and it's painful 
and we can feel it. And you should just <laughs> stop it. Well, I mean, he's a dude that like, there's a whole Netflix documentary on him when he lost his first election to become mayor of Newark, I believe. And he like lived in the projects because he wanted to live with the people. Like, it just feels like he tries too hard. Like, who chooses to live in the projects when they don't have to? Like, Corey. Corey. And then you did it for like the <laughs> Netflix special. It's like, Corey. I did listen to that. And he he was trying to portray this story like it just, the black woman was like, all you see is the darkness. And if all you see is the darkness and you don't see that these are families and people, then I can't help you. Child. Okay. Played by Viola Davis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he just. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a vote for Corey. You, I'm sorry. I'm not going to vote for Corey. You would. What, but what I really <laughs> want to say is I really want Bernie to throw his weight behind Elizabeth. Because right now, Sister Liz, Ooh, I do. That sounds like a sex tape. What, Get it. What mood are you in right now? <laughs> like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? I don't want to think about Bernie and Elizabeth Warren having sex at all. So let's just, no. Throw it at the back of Elizabeth. No, throw his weight behind her. That's not what it is. (laughs) You're in a mood. (laughs) It's been a long time. Somebody come come and handle that for Shanti. You know who you are. (laughs) Anybody. I'm trying to throw my weight. In the back of you. (laughs) You've never heard that saying? (laughs) Throw your weight behind something? Like, put your all? Like, anyway, I'm so over you. I don't even remember. I don't have many motivational people in my life now. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, oh, that's what, like, Bernie. So Elizabeth Warren is actually second (sighs) in the polls right now behind Biden. And I'm not here for Biden. Oh, Biden. I'm not here for him. Him and his Hyde Amendment switcheroo like he do you know what the Hyde Amendment is it's like no talk to me so it's basically an amendment that basically says that um federal funds will not be used for any women that need abortions now if you are poor and can't and you're on Medicare or Medicaid or something and you need an abortion then you can't get one unless you could pay for uh, it out of pocket I didn't know that I didn't know that the government does pay does Planned Parenthood like I did not know that that's true that that the go I thought that was always a thing that the government never paid for abortion. It doesn't. It never- that's the whole thing. He's in favor. Well, he was. He flip flopped on it. He first came out and was like, "Yeah, I'm in favor of keeping the Hyde Amendment because I don't think federal funds should go to abortion." And now he flip flopped and was like, "I because of my um, you know I can't live in a world where you know women who." What did he say? Some bullshit about how basically you don't get the same reproductive rights because of your zip code. Basically trying to say like poor women don't have the same opportunities for reproductive rights as women who have some chump change in their pocket. But it was like he flip flopped so quick on it. It was like within a week span and it was hella corny. And he has an authenticity issue, but he has name recognition. And then he posted on like National Best Friends Day like some fucking tweet. Well, he didn't post it. I'm sure it's somebody in his camp. Like some tweet of of best friend bracelet with like his name and Obama's, and it did not go over well. People were just like, "Yo, stop riding these coattails." Like that's not gonna get you elected just because you have a friendship with Barack Obama. Like actually come out with some real policy 
actually like show us who you are and be more progressive. But he's running as more of a moderate, which or is at least trying to, but it's not working in his favor because some of that moderate shit is just outdated. Like nobody's trying to hear that shit. And he hired. I forget her name. She's hella dope, though. She's on CNN a lot. He hired this black woman to be his, um, what's it called? When, like, campaign manager? Oh. Yeah. And she's, like, oh, hella wow. dope. But part of that is because he don't have no damn, part, part of that is optics as well. You know, like, it's just, none of it feels Always. authentic. None of it feels Always. authentic. But uh, Lady Liz, we here for her. <laughs> I'm here for her. I really am. I want to live in her America. I mean that with all of my heart and soul. I saw that the time New the New York Times came out with an article that says it was an opinion article and it said I want to live in Elizabeth Warren's America and it was really good. And I agreed. That's so sweet. I agreed. That's sweet. So, yeah, that's politics as usual. Keep watching. All a bunch of bullshit. All a bunch what? of bullshit. Keep watching them. And you know what, Liz? I'm excited for these um, debates because Liz can hold her own in a debate, baby. She goes in, so we gonna see. But when are you gonna run f- for politics? I can't because I'm on a podcast. It's talking about money and dicks. So they're gonna bring Damn, this up real it. quick. They're like, and well, then, then where's the room for the authenticity? And then you know she what I mean? Said that Sarah Sanders' face he- looked like it was melting like wax. <laughs> She's rude. <laughs> she's rude uh, they don't want me in there I'm better on the outside but um, what else what other updates uh, you have an update don't you do I yeah don't do you I? have a September 19th update bitch we've been talking about this every week that's always my update but it also is my forever ongoing life so sadly the Sable Collective on in North Philadelphia has closed down, and we are just going online. But it didn't close down. You're moving. It, the, the business is no longer open as we prepare for our transition to the motherfucking fashion district, a.k.a. the gallery, a.k.a. the only mall in the center of Philadelphia, Center City. And we are going to be one of the only black female businesses in the entire mall so this is no small feat and I just needed to take all of my time and energy um to prepare for that and it's just been I was thinking about I said this last week about how terrifying this process has been and I was like maybe I should start like sharing this maybe I should have like a little blog that people could follow and really see all that it takes and all of the the fucking grit and sweat and how how very simple but yet very I rather how mundane the actual process of business is but how relentless it is mm. so y'all let me know if you're interested in seeing me cry when I wake up Oh and then at probably around three and then around six and then smack myself and be like, but you got this and then tap on the computer and then do it again the next day. <laughs> I am so annoyed. <laughs> do y'all want to see that? I don't. But it would be just like, it would be, it would show just all the groundwork, like what what goes into it. Um, so I think I'm going to do that. But yeah, I've just been 
figuring all that stuff out and uh, working with my people. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, Bali is booked. Bitches. I'm very excited. I cannot wait to go on this trip. I should have spent more time there. Um, How long are you going to be there? Uh, child. Uh, eight days, but lots of tours. Like, this just eight days sounds longer than what it really is. Because my crazy ass, I already have the full itinerary. I have maps. I <laughs> I know exactly how long it takes to get from my homestay to the different things that I want to do. I am not playing any games. Like, my whole shit is mapped out, and I don't care. And I even have free time scheduled. So I know. Oh, you have free time scheduled. Yes. What an adventure. <laughs> what a wondrous, unexpected way to <laughs> let loose and explore the unknown. I just feel like if I let loose, then I'm going to miss out on certain tours. Like, there's certain things that I definitely want to do. And I decided that I'm not going to hike up the volcano. Well, that, the black party was like no, mostly because the white I, lady and you. I started <laughs> watching YouTube videos. I think it's Mount Bakur, Bakur, B A K U R, and it was all cool, like going up. But you go up in pitch black dark, which I was like, oh, okay. And then Wait, I, why? Why do you go up in pitch black dark? Because you go up to Where see the sunrise. The sun? You go up to watch the sunrise, so it's dark oh. when you when you first climb. But then I'm still thinking I might do it. But then on the way down, because it's just like it's a volcano. So and the volcano has erupted before. It hasn't erupted in years. But like the shit, the ash is loose. So people are like sliding down this volcano. And I'm watching this on YouTube and they're like, it's so slippery. Oh my God. Like, mm. And it would take like 10. You, you wanted to have a safe way of going up an active bul- volcano? Yes. You wanted like. I wanted, oh. I wanted some. I wanted like. Like when, when, <laughs> oh. I, when I did Lion's Head in. Um, and that was no small feat. In um, Cape Town. It was like rock climbing. You know. It was like okay. I got something to grip on to. Like this shit is like. You're just sliding down piles of ash. And I was like. I, I don't know if I'm with it. And then. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I might do it. Y'all tell me if I should do it or not. I might. Because I, when am I ever going to... My mom said some real shit. She was like, you need to do it. Because you need to do it while your body is still uh, youthful oh. enough to get it done. And I was like, ooh, that's true, mom. Ooh, Antoinette, we, well, that voice just reminded us that we have to do our segment of... <laughs> <laughs> what would our white moms say? What would, what would our white moms do? Ask our white moms... Um, Ask our white moms. <laughs> so if you guys have questions, we probably will just answer them in the voices and ideologies of our... White moms. White moms. It will be hilarious. I cannot wait for that. Speaking of That's questions... That's coming next week. We actually... Oh, is it? Well, we got to prepare for that. We don't have any questions. Speaking of oh, questions... Here she go. We have two questions, though, from uh, oh. Around the Way Curl Girl. Yes, segue. Um, we should answer as white mothers, but I won't do that. I won't do that pressure to you. I, that'll, that'll make your hair fall out, so I ain't going to do that. So, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, the first question is for you, Shani. Uh, oh. Do you know of any natural hairstylists in Philly that specialize in cutting and styling curly natural hair? Yes. You can go to Duwafe Holistic Hair Care. They have been styling natural hair since natural hair was a thing. 
um, for over 20 years experience. It's D-U-A-F-E, Duafe, holistic, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, hair care. And you can see some of their work on Instagram, Instagram at <clears throat> locks, L-O-C-S-B-Y-D-U-A-F-E, locks by Duafe. Tell them Shanti sent you. <laughs> um, anywhere else or nah? Um, I'll get back to you on that. I'm sorry. I wasn't prepared for that part, but. Oh. There is. There's actually somebody, especially if you're trying to get your hair cut, nigga, hold, I mean, uh, colored, this one. Are you talking about Kayla's girl? Yeah, this she woman, the way banging. she colors, I'm just, I, I'm going to get back to you with that one. Antoinette, go ahead and, uh, what's the other one? What's the other question that you're responsible for? The other question, she writes, also, Antoinette, what did you do to help get over your ex that you thought you would marry? I'm going through a really bad breakup similar to that, and I've been depressed, unable to eat, and unable to sleep because of it. Oh, oh shit. Fuck. Listen, that's she a whole episode. It. I'm going to write you, sis. Um, man, what did, I, what did I do? I cried a lot. I, no, in all honesty, I went inward. I went really inward. Um, I went on a healing retreat. Um, it's called For Women of color healing retreats in Costa Rica. Um I thought we weren't I thought we weren't sponsoring that. I thought that was not. No, they got it together. The oh, first yeah. one was not as organized Support as it should have as it should have been, but apparently it's gotten so much better since when I went uh 3 years ago. So, that's great. Um shout out to them. Um and then what else did I do? I mean, I really like I went to therapy. I it's not easy like there's no trick. I just started to try to do things for myself that felt good even though I felt bad. So I would sit I have like ask my guide cards and I would sit and like look for answers there and just like reassurance cuz every single card that you pull is just like another affirmation or another thing that like you can apply to your life in some kind of way to be better. Um I started to work out a lot. I started to, oh man, I started to listen to guided meditations to go to sleep because like you, I could not sleep. There's a lot on YouTube, depending on the kind of situation that you're getting out of. Like you can literally type in like guided meditation for codependency and shit will pop up that will help you. It's amazing. Um, Guided meditation for heartache, guided meditation for uh, depression, anything a sleep countdown, anything to help you get in your pattern. I started to use like a tons of essential oils to help me sleep. There's this like be calm essential oil mix from Whole Foods that I really like. Eucalyptus I really like. Just like really trying to create a space in my room that made me feel at peace as much as possible. I got rid of shit that it reminded me of him. I stayed away from places that reminded me of him until I was ready to revisit those places and make new memories. Um, But while those old memories were still like very present, I just stayed away as much as I could. And um, I don't know, maybe that's the episode, but um, you have to do what's best for you. Like whatever it is that you love, do that the most. Go ahead, Shanti. I think the only way is through like, 
I know from my breakup, it's just time. Yeah, you just cry, you write, you cry. <laughs> and then it just gets easier and easier. Mm-hmm. And it takes years. Yeah. It can take years. And to like not think that, you know, um, it's going to be, it's going to be any quick fix. But Antoinette gave great advice. Um, if you're responsible for the breakup, if he's responsible, if you both decided mutually, either way in any of those dynamics going inwards and kind of focusing on yourself and um, figuring out what you need to heal is like numero uno. Yeah, and, and I would also say figure out the part that you played in it. Yeah. So that you don't mm-hmm. repeat the same behavior. Like, yes. like the, while... A lot of the stuff, like I was in a emotionally abusive relationship, but why did I let it go on? You know, oh, I'm codependent. Why am I codependent? Oh, relationships between me and my parents or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then how do I heal those things within me so I don't repeat the same mistakes moving forward? You feel me, sis? I'm a, D- like, I'm a DMer too, though. Yeah, DMer. Just don't go jumping back in another relationship yeah. immediately. Don't do that. It's one thing I would say, just... Pause on that. Um, and also to go back to answer, this is a this woman is amazing at color and cutting. Um, and her name is Hair Color Killer. And she's in is this person from Philly? I think so. This person is from Philly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hair color killer. So she's hair norm Huh? She's banging. I was just saying she's dope. Oh, she's banging, yep. Hair color killa. Um, hair is spelled normally, color is spelled normally. Killa is K-I-L-L-A. And that's all one word. Amazing. She is chow. That's on Instagram that you can find her work and then book through Instagram. I want to okay. shout you out, though, because I knew exactly how to spell that through your pronunciation. Hair color yes. killa. I, I knew it wasn't an ER. I to redeem myself after I said... <laughs> Brung. <laughs> Brung is a thing. All right. Mom. You want to get into this week's topic? Do you or no? You still talking? Yeah. What's this week's yeah, topic? let's go. I'm done. You take us into it, Shiny. What's this week's topic? So, duh, it's Father's Day. So we, you know, have talked about how mothers have contributed to our dysfunction so we we gotta keep a balance and talk about how our da- our daddy issues. you would go straight to the negative you would no we got a we got a whole outline and you skipped talk the whole thing part fuck me up too <laughs> daddy well Dad. first we need to define what a father is honey because there's a lot of different names in my research about fathers. So it's like you have fathers, you have dads, you have zaddies, you have boppies, and you have babas. And you probably got more than that. <laughs> so, Shanti, how would you define a father? This is tricky because I think it's tricky. It's tricky now. Internet, this is. <laughs> Um, I guess a father sounds a little bit, um, yes, he is my father. This is my father, Gregory. It sounds like a little bit removed. Like it feels very proper, right? Like proper. There's like a distance. There's an intimacy there. There's like, this is my father or yeah, that nigga's my father, but he ain't raised me. 
Right, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we gotta put roles into it. <laughs> so then. Exactly. So according to Urban Dictionary, a father. (laughs) (laughs) According to Urban Dictionary, brung means. I bet you they, I bet you brung is in Urban Dictionary. How much do you want to bet? This nigga brung me a lot of pain. (laughs) I'm screaming. My stomach (laughs) She said, according to Urban Dictionary, I love black people. All right. But according to Urban Dictionary, a father is basically a sperm donor who doesn't really handle his business when it comes to the kid. Possibly a sperm donor may make the child support payments, you know. And that's about it. But doesn't have like, just like you said, like that intimate, close relationship with the children. Whereas a dad is a man who holds his kids down. Holds. Is his... that what it says in the Urban Dictionary too? Oh, no. I didn't look no. up dad. I just oh, know what a dad up? is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, really, because that's what people say. Like, and I mean, Urban Dictionary did compare the two. But like, a dad is like, you know, somebody that holds the kids down, somebody who's super present, somebody who's emotionally available for his kids. You know, that's there at graduation, there for the first steps, like super involved, and has changed his life to become a dad. You know, like has really taken on that role and wears it proudly. Right? Yes. And then you have a zaddy. (laughs) (sighs) You are this asshole. I just want you to know. Why? You are an asshole. Why? When I read this, I was just like, (laughs) she's a fucking fool. But continue. zaddy, and that is with a Z. A zaddy Mm -hmm. is a fine ass, probably a black man, who wouldn't mind being your daddy's? Oh, I messed that up. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta edit it. Fuck. No, you can't. Wait, I can't even no, read internet. it. What you I gotta write? be authentic out here. You want another fucking presidents to be authentic, and they can't make a oh, motherfucking who you mistake. You wouldn't mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I All see. Right, bitch, start again. Let me, girl. What's a zaddy? If you edit this out, I will no longer <laughs> be a part of the podcast. I'm embarrassed. Be a part of the podcast. I don't want to. I've edited stuff out for you. For you, well, you... because I've said really ignorant things <laughs> that would make people not want to listen to the podcast. All right, a zaddy being human is a fine ass, probably a black man who you wouldn't mind being your daddy for your future kids. So think like Travante Rose. For your future kids or your present kids. Or your present kids. Situation. Or you. <laughs> or, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> or you for that matter. A zaddy. Oh. The, my, listen, my ultimate zaddy right now is Travante Rose from Moonlight Child. I would be so good to him. I would take such good care of him. He is just, child. A zaddy is just somebody who just gets you going. Gets the juices flowing, gets your ovaries pulsating. Who? Damn, I'm serious. There's some people that I don't can know do if that. I got a zaddy. You don't have a zaddy? 
You girl, you better no. find one. That's because you got a real zaddy in real life, so you don't have to think far. But you know, I just have when, issues when you're single out here humping your pillow. You got to put a face to it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Oh God, like Travante. <laughs> Oh, and then you have a poppy. Now this another you are asshole. Keep Why? going though, <laughs> and say Latino. You, I, I, I really don't think. All right, go ahead. Well, it's Latino men. Okay, so a Latin, a poppy is a Latino man that you know <laughs> may or may not have a beer belly that always has a fresh cut. This he smells man. good, and. He just got it all the way right. He's just like, I ain't papi. Like, he's just like, damn. He's basically the equivalent of a zaddy, but he's Latino. But he could be like 50. (laughs) All right, I apologize to anybody that may have offended in advance. That was made with good intention. I get you, though. You understand? I get it. I'm talking about stereotypes right now, obviously. But there are some poppies who are like, they got like their couple of, they got their gold chain with a Jesus piece. They yeah. out here shining, and you just like you. It, they drink their Corona, and they got a little beer oh, belly, <laughs> and they are still <laughs> bad as fuck. And you're like, yo, you are handling things. I you can know what? see it. Can I admit an insecurity that I have at this moment? What? Number one, again, I just want to apologize for that, but also <laughs> <laughs> Latino men. I'm always like you. You would want to be with me. You would want to be with like a Latino woman because I just feel like that they are more desirable. So I'm gonna work through that. This is oh this is our wow! Therapy. But I'm always like that is a whole would never episode. Fuck with me. Why would you think that? Even though, because I have problems. And also, would you think all Latina women walking around like Selma Hayek and shit just bad as hell? In my eyes. I know I they are know, bad. I, I haven't I haven't one. seen one that don't look bad. I haven't seen one that don't look good. <laughs> well, I'm just like, hey, I wish I spoke Spanish. <laughs> Yo, Period. this is actually I, look, I, look I probably need mournful. to edit this out. This is probably not okay. No, I don't you think that. Keep it in. No, I th- I think that because we are problematic and all of us are, and if we can't admit it and be corrected or cursed out, then what's the point of life? You know. <laughs> What are you if on? I can't be checked. But I'm saying, I know I don't even think it's a thing about you being checked. I think that you recognize it within you that it's an issue. And and most of it is because from your conditioning. It's because what? Because Latina the women aesthetic are right. Are closer to white women. Right. They're closer to a okay. white aesthetic. They, they right, exactly. But they're still thick. They're still quote unquote exotic. It's just like they're fetishized and it's fucked up. Shanti, you're beautiful. And there was a uh Latino man that wanted you. Y'all went running and stuff. Oh. Don't forget. And, he and was let me fine. even be more stereotypical, but also, he was a zaddy, Antoinette, because I remember. He damn sure was. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> He's Dominican. Shout out to you. You know who you With are. With a beautiful beard. But he was beautiful. And we, <laughs> we were at Elvez in Philly, and I turned over, and this man was biting into a fish taco, baby. And I saw his jawline and his lips wrapped around that fish taco. He did have a nice jawline. I was like, whoa. 
Yeah. But he doesn't really want me. He wants a Latina woman. Oh. So I sabotaged it. Anyway, next. You ruined it. Then we have Babas. Babas are the Hotep dads who (laughs) they clean their kids' wounds with Florida water. (laughs) They have a walking stick made out of wood. There's an elephant carved into it. They their wear kids mud got long ass names. They, they got naming ceremonies. Yo, their kids smell like tea tree oil. They're vegan. Like, they, they don't even drink their mother's breast milk. They so fucking vegan. <laughs> there is no milk. <laughs> <laughs> no milk in this goddamn house, even if it comes from you. That is hilarious. Baba. <laughs> Shut up, internet. Yo, let me tell you something. I called my dad Baba once after a... F- the fuck you just say? <laughs> Yo, he was like, what? I came back from a freedom school training. And was, <laughs> I was like, hi, Baba. And he was like, no, bitch. <laughs> Set your mixed ass down. <laughs> he said, listen, I rock this Malcolm X hat, but my wife is white. Be clear. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I am not your baba. I'm your damn dad. He's like, you do not want to piss your mother off, okay? <laughs> a, a baba? Isn't that a binky? What the fuck is a baba? My mom would have been like, what, are you, what is she saying now? Where did you, where did you send her? That's, that, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> You should have went to the nice, the nice wildlife camp that I wanted you to. She's go to. regressing. <laughs> oh God! So anyway, <clears throat> we say all that to say there's lots of different definitions, <laughs> but shout out to all of the beautiful men out here doing their thing. I'm so happy to be scrolling on Instagram today to see all the wonderful pictures of people celebrating you. And there weren't like any of those posts where it's like, happy Father's Day to me because my baby daddy ain't shit. I ain't see one of those. So it's so great. Like we really reserve this day for y'all. We honor y'all. We appreciate y'all. And without y'all, we just, we would be struggling as we are struggling. Because, Good job struggling. Because <laughs> y'all got to... 
Some of y'all with the dad. Some of y'all got to anyway. do better, but you know, some of y'all. Gotta we are we are appreciative of y'all. Okay, oh, shout God, out to y'all, me. the zaddies, especially the yeah. zaddies. <clears throat> no, I I love my dad too much. I lo- not too much, like so much, so so much. So I wouldn't be who I am without my dad. Well, get into mm-hmm. that. Get into your portion, boo. Go. You got some questions okay. or something? Yeah. So I guess we just wanted to explore um, our relationship with our dads and how they've affected our lives. Um, and so we created some lists that we're going to go back and forth on. Also would like all of our listeners to um, think about themselves. But like we talked about role, the first question being, what role has your father played in your life? Um, you want me to answer that first thing today? Whatever. You can, I can, whatever. So my dad <clears throat> has always been in my life. My parents um, were married until I was about 15. And even when they divorced, he was still present. And my dad is... I I describe him as like the original hipster. He was the original cool. He was what is it is what is in style now. My dad was rocking the um fucking berets and the camo jackets and the Converse sneakers and riding his bike everywhere before that was a thing. And he was my first introduction to music. I'm really sad. I think he missed his calling. He should have been a DJ because... What? Antoinette? That's rude. (laughs) Listen, stop. That's rude. (laughs) Stop. Because I didn't do anything. She's on Instagram (laughs) scrolling, waiting for her cue. You think this is a goddamn play? This is a conversation. I'm on the computer and I hit the wrong thing. And the website automatically plays. She's lying now. I'm on the computer. You need to be a politician. Hmm. So my dad was my first introduction to music. All music. I... Everything. So, like, when Afro fucking uh, beat came out, it was something that was already playing in my house. Music, arts. He's just, like, an artsy, very strange. He's very strange. I I will say that. And that's probably why I choose the men that I choose. But he's a very quirky, repetitious, very spiritual Virgo man that... um, you know, wakes up at about two o'clock every morning and prays and chants. He's his whole life is around his beliefs of um, his spiritual beliefs. So he he was he has been my like spiritual spiritual example of somebody that's that's you know about that life and um, a lover of art and just a real amazing cool wise man and I love him so those are the roles that he's played in my life around art music and like spiritually definitely like I would say like 95% of my spiritual leanings when I'm not here sinning and um, being hell bound oh my god are around him 
How about you, Antoinette? I'm going to go um, on Instagram right when I wasn't you on Instagram, you Let's monster. go. <clears throat> my dad go. was my first love okay. by far. I had, I had, was definitely a little girl that had a crush on her dad. Like, and not oh, really? like, oh my God. You know how like little girls would be like, that's like, what, you ever see those videos like the babies when the dad's kissing the mom and then the little girl like stops, stops the dad. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, completely like obsessed with my dad, enamored with my dad. Um, my dad was my protector, my disciplinarian. Oof, definitely that. Um, and my, my first love. Those are the things that come to my to my mind. Like even now, I just always feel like you know his favorite thing to do is to be like if I'm having an issue, he's just like okay, well, I see you in two hours, and he's up here. Like nothing else matters. If I needed him to be here right now, he would just come up. Um, he's amazing, and like the protection is super big. Because uh, he was the person that really had my back. If y'all listened to last week's episode, during that period of time in my life when I was like going through stuff as a kid, um, and has all and has continued to have my back, and really everybody's back. Um, in all honesty, I couldn't find my mom for like I, I track my mom. I have a tracker on her phone, and I saw her phone in like this parking lot and she it was like a place where she never goes. And I kept calling and calling and calling and she would not answer. So it made me so nervous. And I called my dad and he like got in the car and started to drive there. And then come to find out she was literally at like a rec center swimming. Like she had like changed up her routine, <laughs> but he was on the way. Like, that's just who he is. Like he, even though they're not married, they don't talk, they don't nothing. It's like, if I call and I need him to handle something, he'll do it. Um, and then disciplinarian, yes, that, he was no joke. He was, um, he laid down the law in the house. Um, and I think I feared him a little bit, but it was, it was always, I loved him more than I ever feared him. Um, and I never wanted to disappoint him. That was a thing. And I still don't. So in a lot of my decision-making, I'll think back to a lot of the lessons that he's given me a lot of just like the things that he's instilled in me. And um, I carry that with me with everything that I do now. I'm so much of him. Like my mom is my compassions, my compassionate and like thoughtful side. And then my dad is just my discipline. Um, so, yeah. Nice. <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I don't remember feeling like, oh, that my dad is my, my first love. Oh, really? Like, no, I think because of, again, my dad is a Virgo, so he is very stringent, I would describe it. And I think growing up, especially because of my mother and my father's dynamic, I learned very much of what he liked and what he didn't like. So I think I learned more than feeling like I I I lo- like loved him or or not loved him. But when you said like, "Oh, you felt very affectionate towards him." I don't feel like I felt that way with him. It was more like I just didn't want to disappoint him. 
Mm. You know, I really wanted him to be um, proud of me and really, I really wanted him to think that I was a good girl. Mm-hmm. And what I think that ended up doing is that it took me a very long time. And even now it's still difficult for me to be my complete self with him. You know what I mean? Mm. Like open up all the areas of my life because I'm a human and there wasn't, I didn't feel like, I didn't always feel like there was a lot of space for me to be a curious, faltering, sexual, um, and even questioning, especially questioning his beliefs around how the world worked and how people should act. There wasn't a lot of room for that. So I always just like knew what his rules are, how he saw the world, how he operated. And like, I, I, you know, I would show up in that way for him there, but I didn't always feel like I had the most space to be myself. And that's my stuff because he and I have talked about it since. Um, And he's never, ever, you know, judged me or condemned me in any way. But also, you know, I I was always really, really scared of that. He's always, in, every, in any situation I find myself in in my life, he's like there and he's like encouraging and he's never like, well, how the fuck you end up with this going on? He's always been very, very present in a lot of ways, even, you know, in my most difficult times it wasn't with judgment it was just presence and being there and listening and talking me through the best way he knew how but for some reason growing up even at a very very young age I was like oh I can't act like that I can't be like this I can't do this kind of stuff in front of my dad um because he don't do that he don't play that kind of stuff Mm. um what was your relationship How, how did you see him in relationship with other women, including your mother, like what, how did you see him act? <sighs> what did he model for you? <clears throat> My dad. Okay. Now that I am an adult, I <laughs> know that this was not the case, but my dad appeared to be the best husband in the world. Um, Why? He was very affectionate with my mom. Um, very affectionate, like gross, like always kissing her, always like, and like really kissing her, like tonguing her down, which was like, whoa, Whoa. yeah, disgusting. Always like just on her, um, your mom was and is bad as fuck shit. (laughs) I I don't think you guys show a picture of her mom has like. Anyway, I'm not going to objectify your mom. This is problematic. Okay, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> um, but no, he was very affectionate. He was very caring. He um, and he he operated around her schedule. He was very cognizant of her and her schedule. And a lot of it was because she the house would shake if he wasn't. But. Um, you know, she worked nights and it was really hard on her to do that. She worked nights most of my childhood until I was like 13. Um, and so we didn't see a lot of her. She was a labor and delivery nurse. And so he would make sure that he did all the cooking on Sunday. Like Sundays was when we were in the house or we were outside playing. 
um, he did like literally cook for the entire week, would just be in there sweating, cooking, cooking, and making sure that like everything was prepared because he, we just, he needed to have stuff ready for her. He needed to make sure that like when she had to leave for work, she had food because her whole thing was, I don't want the kids coming home to an empty house. So she would be there and then leave by the time my dad got home. So it was even hard for them. Like he's going to bed by himself four nights a week. And then when she is there, she's exhausted because, you know, she's constantly with back and forth with this night. Oh, I, I work nights. Now I'm working mornings. So it was difficult. Um, and he was the dad. He was everybody's dad in terms of dads. Like he wasn't just mine. He was like any kid that needed a dad, he was their dad too. Um, but yeah, I mean, my dad was a big flirt. I didn't really recognize that. I would know when women liked him, but I just knew him to be like very jovial, very, you know, flirtatious in general. So I didn't really pick that up until I got older and was like, hold up, you flirting too. But, um, yeah, you know, it's no secret that he, there was infidelity and that I have a half sister somewhere that I don't know. Um, but if, and that's the reason that your parents divorced. No, that's not the only reason that didn't help at all. Um, but my mom just, they just weren't compatible at some point. It just, life just got hard, but he was always very in love with her to this day. He loves her, but like always in love with that woman. And I grew up seeing that. And so I didn't know anything about any kind of problem within their relationship, really. Uh, like, they would fight sometimes. It was like, okay, they're fighting. They'll be fine. But really until, like, she's, they sat us down and was like, we're separating. It was like, well, what the fuck, huh? Um, oh, so you didn't even know what was going no, on. No, I didn't really know. Tina had told me. Tina knew. Tina knew. My mom would confide in her. But I just saw my dad, like, from the outside. I was, like, from the outside in, in all honesty, because I didn't have that real close relationship with my mom. So all I saw was like, you know, him playing music, his records downstairs and and calling her name and her coming down like, what? I'm folding clothes or something. And then he'd be like, come here real fast. And then like dancing with her in the basement. Like that was the type of shit I saw. And like him coming up behind her and like kissing all over her. Like that, I just thought they were so happy. And meanwhile, you know, he was doing all that, but she was not happy. There were a lot of things that he didn't do within the relationship um, that as an adult make a lot of sense. Um, But as a kid... Does that take away from your... from your view of him? So from what I'm gathering is that you separate the two, that he was a good dad. He was the best dad. He wasn't... I I definitely separated them a lot more before. I used to say, I used to say out loud, if I had to choose in a future partner between a good husband and a good dad, I'd pick a good dad any day and I'll deal with it. I used to say that all the time. Like, I want my kids to have a good dad. I want my kids to have a good dad. Um, But I definitely separated the two. He wasn't a shit husband at all, but like their stuff just compiled, didn't work. Like, where they both lacked, it just, there was too much dissonance there. And they didn't have the tools to get past that. Um, But, yeah, I saw him being, like, super, super in love with my mom. But he was, like, cheap and, like, 
didn't come through with his promises. Yeah, stubborn. Like I, when you're a kid, you don't know that kind of stuff. So it's just you know that kind of thing. Yeah, my my parents, I I I knew that they weren't compatible at a very young age. Oh wow! And um, I didn't see. I didn't see them being affectionate when when they were affectionate. Like I remember seeing them hold hands and being like, "What in the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> mm. Which is crazy. Which is crazy now that I think about that. But I I could feel on a very um, subtle level that they just were not right for each other. And I kind of like gave them the blessing when I was fifteen to separate. Cause I could just see that it wasn't working. And for the longest time, my dad is super eloquent, super intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So I, I would see him when they would have their arguments because my mom just wanted affection and she wanted to feel like she was wanted and not the only one giving in the relationship. Um, and so I would see them arguing and I would see him very eloquently putting her in her place. And I would see her just kind of like bereft. And I created it in my mind like my dad was always right. My mom is wrong. My dad, you know, everything that he's saying makes sense. But I didn't know what, the, what was going on. Now that I'm much older and I understood the sacrifices that my mom made and how loyal and tolerant she was of so much stuff like I can totally see that he was unreasonable and and cold in a lot of ways but in my mind growing up it was like I never want to be my mom I never want to be this needy you know um person that couldn't control their emotions and that would piss my dad off because again in my mind you know my dad knew everything and he was right Mm -hmm. and so if she's messing, making him mad and she don't know what's right, then, you know, she's in the wrong. Right. Um, and I still haven't, I guess I have to do more exploring of um, how that affected me and my relationships with men. But, you know, I never really saw him until recently. He remarried and... You know, he's far more affectionate, far more yielding, far more surrendered, far more cooperative um, with the wife that he's with now. And, you know, it just makes me realize that he was not happy in the relationship and he was just doing what he thought was right, Mm. which was like being there for me and in this family and, you know, showing up as quote unquote fathers do as, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, providers and yeah. playing this role out while he was miserable and my mom was miserable too. So yeah, I didn't. I I really didn't get to see a healthy female male or healthy romantic partnership from my parents. Got it. Um, and. Uh, yeah. Do you think in the, in the partners that you 
and your future partner, would you want them to be like your dad? Do you look for the same yeah, qualities in of some your ways, dad? Absolutely. In some ways, uh, that per- the the qualities that I talked about, like being super affectionate, hell yeah. Like I need that. I'm like, I'm that person. We all know that. Like this is not new. Um, being a protector. Yes. I, yes. That was in one of my non-negotiables. Like I need that. I need to feel like you got me and I got you. Um, and the disciplinarian. Yeah. I would want that like in a father for my kids. Like I, it's so interesting because I was talking to a man that's like floating around in my life right now. And I made a comment about, um, (laughs) you know, who you are. I made a comment (laughs) about, um, if my son happened to be gay, how I was like, if I, if I have a gay son, I want my son to be like fucking fabulous. Like I want him in heels. I want him like, I want his face beat. Like I want to sit there and do his makeup with them. Like I just went on this whole thing and he sat there and he was like, mm-hmm. he said, but what if your son just wants to be gay? Like, why do you have to put those kind of like expectations on him? What if he's just like me, but likes men? And I was like, shut up. But the fact that he said that made me so much more attracted to him. Where I was like, ah, oh, you like it. He didn't. Daddy. Yeah, it was like, ooh. But he just is so progressive and just like, yeah, like he wouldn't have a problem with his son being gay. And okay, if his son's quote unquote flamboyant, cool. If not, then cool. And he kind of checked me for putting that expectation and that stereotype on him. I was like, no, I'm not saying all gay men are like that. I'm just saying like that would be so much fucking fun. (laughs) But, um, that really stood out to me where I was like, okay, I want someone like that. I I don't want my kids to feel like they have to be anything that they're not. And I want an affectionate man um, with, who's affectionate with kids. And I especially want a husband that if I ever had a son who would, or if he ever had a son, would be affectionate with his son. Like, it's a lot of dads that are, like, weird about kissing their sons and holding their sons. And I'm like, yeah, I would have a real issue with that. Um, and I want him to be, ex- I want him to definitely be affectionate with daughters as well. But, like, I just feel like there's a thing around little boys. So, yeah, I look for that. I look for that. And my dad, I'll be honest, I, my dad, and he says it himself, if he ever had a boy, he would have been a terrible father. He would have been Whoa. so hard and just because he grew up, he, he grew up in, from like a military dad and it was rough. Like my dad, my dad's upbringing was rough. He loves the hell out of his dad. But his dad grew up in that tough love. Like my dad was six years old getting up. Like his father would come in late from work. And instead of locking up the house, he would be teaching my dad how to be a man. And make this six-year-old get up out of bed and lock up the house and check all the windows I'm about to do that to JoJo. No, but I'm just saying, like, that was a type of thing. It was just, like, so militant and hard where if my dad would have had a son, and especially if he would have had, like, a little light-skinned son with curly hair, forget it. Because he definitely had toxic masculinity back then and embodied it and would have been like, man up, stop being a sissy. Did it? Like, he'd have been on him. So Fuck your curls, nigga. Right. (laughs) So I don't want that. 
in a if that makes sense. Like I definitely want a man like my dad, but I don't want any toxic masculinity or like gender norm kind of stuff with that person. You know, like I don't I want my kids to feel free if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. What about you? That's interesting for you cuz you have a daughter. Oh, right. <laughs> Who do I? I'm like, <laughs> um, I, I do have a daughter who has a father. And um, I think what I look for the most in a partner, because I'd, I'd want somebody, again, that, like you said, is not just either in the role of a father, but as a, as a partner. We're in this shit together, mm-hmm. all three of us all. Um, however many come from it. Um, I think what I would really want from a partner that my dad has is an incredible amount of resiliency. Mm. My dad, and, and a lot of men that I know or have I had experiences with have disappointed me mm-hmm. or just weren't right next to me through all of the shit, they just tapped out. Like it was too much. Either it was too much emotionally, too much financially, just too much, and they just tap out. But a story about my dad which shows like his depth of resiliency and um, just his depth is that I have an older sister. Her name is Jaya, and my dad was married before he married my mother, and he had... um, his wife had diabetes and so they got pregnant and his wife was at high high risk because of her diabetes and at seven months pregnant she went into diabetic shock where she basically or rather like a diabetic coma she just her body shut down and so for 45 minutes the hospital was trying to revive this pregnant woman but never gave any medical attention to my sister. So my sister had severe brain damage, nerve damage. So his wife died, and he has this seven-month-old, this premature child that was in his hands. And his wife was Irish and came from a very, very racist family who disowned her when they found out she married my dad. Oh, his um, wife, his former wife was yeah. white? Yeah, oh. she was She was white. And disowned her, rejected my dad, and, like, wanted to take my sister from him. And so my dad, after losing his wife, had to fight to keep his daughter Mm. Um, and then as my sister started developing, they realized that she had serious nerve damage and that she has cerebral palsy. So for years he would, and my mom said when she met him, she would see him daily walking up a hill with this little girl strapped to his back same time every day. Cause he's a Virgo. So he's very regulated. And like, she would just always see him caring and preening over and grooming and fussing over this little beautiful brown girl. And um, and he, like, pushed through. I, I can't imagine the amount of pain, 
and sorrow and confusion yeah. and I just can't even imagine what he went through. And he cared for my sister by himself. My mom helped, but my mom had other kids when they came together. But he cared for my sister for years, all the way up until, you know, he couldn't anymore. And it just takes like a certain special kind of person to take care of a child that has a disability that's handicapped mm -hmm. and the way that he's always done it. And every Sunday without clockwork, he goes and sees my sister and fusses over her and lays in bed with her and kisses her and hugs her. And there's no room for any kind of space for her to feel like she's not taken care of. Right. And he never complains and he never, like if anything, it just breaks his heart that he can't do more for her and that you know the mistakes that he did make in his life that have prevented her from from having a an even better life mm -hmm. and like I just you know I know men who have beautiful babies with no disabilities and who love them to death you know that has has everything set up for them to show up for their kid and still can't rise to the occasion because of their own Shit, and my dad just pu pushes through with like a spiritual grounding that is otherworldly. And I would just want a man to be able to continue to show up and be the best that he can when life is really, really hard. And life is really, really hard indefinitely. You know, it wasn't right. like a season that that happened. Like that's that that is something that he has to embrace every Sunday is that that circumstance and he does it and he does it with grace and dignity and 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 dedication. So I don't I really don't know a lot of men out there that can push through in that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know a lot of women that can push through in the ways that he has. Um uh, but he's super resilient and it's not from any other space but like his spiritual Shit, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I'm sorry, I just worked through that like right then and there. No. <laughs> I never really was able to verbalize that until now. And I love my dad now. Uh oh, <laughs> it like makes me emotional. <laughs> ah. you know, oh my goodness, that's yeah. It's interesting because yeah. I, I, I always think about how people say, like, now they say, like, kids choose their parents, it's almost like gi yeah. giant, new. yeah. Yeah, that's and Jojo must have known too. So we're all good. We all out here reckoning with shit. Child. Um Child. Yeah. Dads. Yeah. Dads. Dad daddy. Dad. <laughs> um <laughs> so if you could think of one thing that either if it's a saying or words or just something that sticks out to you from your childhood when it comes to your dad, what is it? Um, what's a saying? So my dad always taught me to keep my lower bills in the front of the fold. <laughs> My dad always told me to, if I need to talk to somebody, you talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. You don't talk to them in front of people. You confront people 
one-on-one. And um, to listen to my heart. Yeah, like he's from a very young age, he was always the person that made me realize, oh, you have like an inner voice, you have an inner guide, and to like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, this may be happening, but what does your heart say? Mm. How about you? I just remember, not just, but the main thing that I remember and what I carry with me is like every time we used to leave the house. I'm so sorry. Brooklyn is so ghetto. Why is it firecrackers going on? Like, is that what, what is that today? Is? Yes. I'm saying like, it's are they Day, shooting? It's Father's Day. I can't. Um, but whenever I used to leave the house, they would say, he would stop me and he would say, hey. And we would turn around. He goes, remember, you're a Henry. And I would be like, okay, I'm a Henry. <laughs> and I swear to God, I still think of that. Like, even today, like, would this embarrass the shit out of my family name? Like, and I take it really seriously. And he always made me take it seriously because my dad is the only boy. He didn't have any brothers and he didn't have any sons. So I'm the last Henry in our family tree. So it ends with me. And so I don't know. I've always felt like really proud of that but also protective of it of like I can't be out here fucking up because it's it's quite possible that like people will know because I'm the last one I don't know it's weird it's like weird like I don't want to end up in jail or some shit so I (laughs) I just I just always try to move in a way that would make the family name proud that makes sense yes but um yeah that's what's up What's your dad? Karuna. Karuna. Mr. Karuna. Shout out to Karuna. My dad has an eighth grade eighth grade education. I did not know that. He's a brilliant dad, man. He's brilliant. Like, I, I just, I can't even. Wow. I can't even. My dad's been through so much and has just the, the he's just a regal, regal man. Wow. I did not know that. No. And that's, like, another thing. My dad's just, like, not, I don't know. I need to go to therapy about all this. But never mind. Go ahead. You're sure? All right. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, let's end this on a fun note. (laughs) I put together some questions that I think are interesting. So, um, Shani, I want to know between these two people, who would you rather be your dad? Okay, are you ready? Yes. Morgan Freeman or Danny Glover? <laughs> Morgan Freeman has a fucked up history with his kids, so I'm going to say Danny Glover. I ain't trying to marry Morgan Freeman. James Earl Jones or Ozzie Davis? Ozzie Davis. Why? I just feel like he was like that progressive, cool dad that probably just had... An incredible amount of life experience to share. And like, he probably was, I feel like James Earl Jones was probably like, like, dad, dad, like, <laughs> that boy. I am the protector. And then Ozzie Davis was more like, you got to live your life, kid. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. All right. He would fit my Sagittarius yeah, I ways think so. better than James. James would probably be you're good for your dad. 
<laughs> Samuel L. Jackson or Denzel Washington? Oh, that's hard for me for some reason. I feel like Samuel L. Jackson would be more present than Denzel. Oh, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like he'd be more Oh, my God. Present. Denzel, his son. That's another zaddy. Oh, that's a zaddy. That's a, that, that that's is a, a zaddy. zaddy. <laughs> yes. What is his name? Child of God. Well, <laughs> girl, he makes me quiver. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay, Internet. I, I want to find him. Oh, my goodness. His name is Denzel Jr. No, his name is John David Washington, and he loves his mother. Mm, child, with that jaw. Because he got daddy issues, that's why. Stop. Okay. Um, Martin or Malcolm, who would you want to be oh your dad? I think they probably both weren't very good fathers. <laughs> That's not the question. Or I feel like Martin would be a better, better father than Malcolm. Okay. Now, which one would you rather have as your zaddy? Okay. Michael B. Zaddy with a Z. With a Z. Michael B. Jordan or Chadwick Boseman? Do you know who Chadwick Boseman is? Am I like... Is? Co- <laughs> <laughs> Let's do, do you that know these nuts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why? <are you> Internet. <laughs> Internet. What? Um, I'm confused. When he's a zaddy, is do we have kids together? Am I looking at him just like my potential... <laughs> zaddy is like... we like, about to have sex It's to possible him, that you kid? could... Zaddy's most likely going... going they're going to be out here... So I like. But let me finish. You gotta consider him as a father because most likely he gonna catch you off guard and get you, and the shit happens, and then you wind up pregnant. This is the zaddy. This is the dangerous zaddy. Okay. You know what? Because of the kids, I would say Chadwick. Because of the potential of kids, I feel like Chadwick would be like, "All right, this is what we're gonna do," and then Michael would be like, "Well, what you gonna do?" Yes, that's what I feel like. All right, Will Smith or Denzel Washington? Will Smith, Allen Iverson. I love him. Or LeBron James. Oh, child. Oh, damn! Remember, you could possibly have some kids. (laughs) (laughs) This is the this is the whole point. People need to stop having sex with people that they wouldn't have kids with. Stop doing it. Because there's always sex is for babies. There's always a potential of having babies. Like I need this people my, to answer in this way. That's my mom right there. First of all, Anton, did you get that? For, I think you actually got that. No, quote I from didn't. My mom. I'm just trying to tell you, like the fact that we're sex like, sex is oh. for children. It's for procro- procreation. <laughs> Come on, um, Alan or LeBron. Antoinette. this is crazy. LeBron, because of the kids. <laughs> The, I'm I'm showing you something about yourself. Ready? DMX or Bobby Brown? <laughs> as a as a baby daddy now, he they this no as longer a zaddy. zaddy. This is zaddy. No, if it's you a baby were daddy. like, a, yeah, that's a this baby is a da- fuck up. I made a mistake. <laughs> this my baby daddy. Yeah, this my baby daddy. This ain't a zaddy. No, neither one of them are zaddies. But which Just one? A DMX. I feel like DMX. DMX. Is an incredible father. Oh my god, Puffy or Russell Simmons. Hello? <laughs> this is really hard for me. There, I mean, there's pluses and minuses to both. Russell was out here dating Kimura when really she was like five. This is really good. We got to put this in the, um, in the list. 
Puffy was out here. Never. Puffy be You know Cassie's pregnant? Yeah, Antoinette. With, I know he is mad. No, at, he posted such is. a nice post. He did. He posted a post congratulating her. Puffy's growing. Anyway, Puffy, Puffy or Russell? Puffy. Jesse Williams or Michael Ely? Do you know who Who's they are? Michael Ely. I don't know who Michael Ely is. He's a, he's the um handsome light skinned guy with They both gray, are. Gray eye. They both are. But what has Michael one is Ely? Older Michael Ely. My, yeah, Michael Ely dated Halle Berry for a while and he was in um Their Eyes Are Watching God with her. Oh, Michael Ely. He should have been a zaddy, not a baby daddy. He, he is a is zaddy. He a boy? Does he hit people? Oh What's my god. Kanye or 50 Cent? <laughs> Kanye. And now, oh, I don't know. Are you sticking with Kanye? Yeah. Jay Z or Nipsey I, I Hussle? Kanye. God rest his soul. Jay Z. Mm, interesting. How about you now? Let's go. Who would you want to be your father, Morgan or Danny Glover? Morgan Freeman or Danny Glover? Morgan Freeman is. Yeah, he did date his granddaughter or some shit like that, right? He married his stepdaughter. For real? Yes. Uh-uh. Everybody need to cancel his ass, too. Morgan. He's a whole that. fucking Woody Allen. What? Morgan Freeman. Why? For real? James Earl Jones or Ozzie Davis? Who's your dad? Well, I, I was going to pick Morgan, but now that you said that, Danny Glover. Where is Danny Glover what? at? What's he doing? I gotta go with James Earl Jones on this just because he Mufasa, I mean, straight up. Oh like Mufasa alone. That voice alone is gonna make me wanna be great. Would you eat your peas? <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson or Denzel Washington? Sam, because I think Sam would be so much fun. I know. Could you imagine him? He'd be like, get your monkey yeah. ass up again. <laughs> <It'd be> so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Screaming, but he'd probably be affectionate. He'd probably be great. Denzel, Denzel. Don't do that. Don't hate on Denzel. I think Denzel is the What you're trying to tell me is. Okay. I like Denzel. What you're trying to tell me is that you are getting all C's and an F. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did you like that impersonation? It was bad. I got, they're going to give me an SNL uh, swat. I can feel it. It's coming. (laughs) Martin or Malcolm? Um. I would have to say Malcolm. Really? Why? I would say Malcolm because, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Can you take care of them kids? You don't know that. He he doesn't remember none of their names. First of all, those pictures with him and his kids are so endearing. Did you ever see him? He's like, hurry up. I got to go to a meeting. Well, Martin, too. They both were out here. And Martin was out here cheating, so... Nobody want to talk about that, but Malcolm. I'm I'm rocking with Malcolm. Beloved, dear heart. Who would you rather have as a baby daddy? Chadwick. Michael Chadwick, oh. because I think he's fine as hell and nobody else in the world does. And I was I've been attracted to him since like what was like one of the first things he did? What was All I know him is to be is um a sad ass. What the fuck is Black Panther? No, Chad was, he plays all the black roles. <laughs> they were giving Does it he? to him. Yeah, he was like um, James Brown. Um, <laughs> he was everybody. That makes me laugh. I'm not lying. They literally for like a solid. I like Michael B. Jordan. I am not attracted to him. I got to be honest. 
I don't. I, I just think he's a ultimate fuckboy. Like he gave me all the fuckboy vibes. I like, will he, tell you something offline about him, but not on this podcast. But I have seen DM. I have seen DMs from him, and he's hella whack. Like hella and he, whack. He, he, and you know who he gonna end up marrying? I could feel it. You heard it here first. Who? Who you think it's gonna be? Internet? Who? Lupita? I hope not. She no, better than it's him. It's gonna be a white woman. Oh, he's good for. He's gonna marry a white woman so fast and disappoint all y'all. Not y'all. Killmonger to the fullest. That's some Killmonger shit too. Exactly. That's some Killmonger shit. <laughs> <laughs> Allen Iverson or LeBron James for a zaddy. You skip Will Smith or Denzel. Oh, Will Smith or Denzel. This is Zaddy. This is Will. I'm going with Will all the way. Love Will. Yeah. He I think he's just... a fabulous father. He's so annoying and I love it. I love him so much. LeBron. I'm going with LeBron over Allen Iverson any day. So who's a baby daddy? Like, oh, done. I done fucked up. I'm about to have his kid. DMX or Bobby Brown? <laughs> Shit. I mean, they both druggies and just a... Uh, mm. DMX will break your heart. No, he just got out of rehab, Shanti. Just. Just. Yes. He did not. He is not well. He's not well. And he how many kids does he have? Like 12? DMX is out here. DMX is a type. See, I almost want to say Bobby Brown, and here's why. Because DMX is the type that like loves God so much. That he will really have you believing that he's like reformed. And he'll just break your kid's heart every damn time. Because you really buy into it with him. And you want to see him win. Where Bobby is just like, even your kids would know he's a fuck up. So you're just like, I'm sorry y'all, that's your dad. Like, you gotta go see him today. And I think they can handle that better. So I'm going with Bobby Brown. Are you still on the phone? Yes. <laughs> the fuck? I was really thinking about that for a minute. I'm serious. Like, think about it. I don't want I don't want DMX breaking my kids' hearts and being He's like I come to you hungry and tired. You give me food, help me sleep. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> Let me sing you a baby so uh, a lullaby. No, that's a right. okay, go ahead. Puffy or Russell Simmons? I'm going with Russell. Why? I'm going with Russell because I, I follow him online and I like his way of being with his kids. I really like, do. Listen, and I th- listen, guys, you got to know that there's nothing really matters in this world. Why? This is all First temporary all, shit. Like, don't make fun of people going to lisp. Harvard. <laughs> no, but yeah, his kids are going to Harvard. I just feel like he's doing, I feel like he's doing his thing. I do. And I feel like he's leading like this whole wellness thing. Whatever. He's like, this is my third white girlfriend. This is my 17th white girlfriend, guys. Well, but nothing in this material world matters. That's okay? very true. Except for white nipples. Except for pink nipples. All right. Except for pink nipples. Ugh. Jesse Williams or Michael Ealy? I'm going with Michael Ealy. Yeah, fuck Jesse Williams. Like, why is he not canceled? Why would he be canceled? I don't understand why he would be. What happened to him? He got all militant, and then he got a white woman, and he's shutting the fuck up. Do you realize that Jesse Williams is completely with a black woman right now? You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) He dated a white woman for a second. And what is wrong with him dating a white woman? Like, you could still be for the people and fall in love with somebody who you was working with for, like, 15-hour days. Of course, you're going to fall in love at work. That's what happens. He's with a whole black girl right now who's, like, a... a I don't trust a, a regular-looking, like, just a regular-looking woman who's Ooh, just so... Regular. 
I'm saying no. I mean regular and like her face is not painted for, and she don't have a weave down her back. Like she's just a pretty woman. Antoinette, listen to me. I don't trust him. Who else doesn't trust Jesse? Girl, bye. Next. I don't trust you, Jesse. Well, I'm, I'm rooting for Jesse because I think that Jesse really cares about people, and I like his new relationship. She's so cute. She's like this petite, just cute woman who I who apparently like I don't know what she does but she's like got like shit going for her she's cool like look her up on her on his page I don't know her name anyway Kanye or 50 Cent I'm going with Kanye any day just because I think Kanye loves his kids where 50 Cent literally had a business deal with his last baby mom and was like I will pay you this amount of money to give me this half Asian baby thank you it's like weird. Cent is just not something right with him. Yeah, no, he's, he's weird, like but he's fucking hilarious <laughs> online. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's so problematic and he's so emotionally cut off and I could not deal with that. And I wouldn't want he's that. And cancer. how he he's deals with hurt. his son is just terrible. Like his oldest son that's a spitting image of him is disgusting. So I can't. What does he do? He have him wear like guns and stuff? No, he doesn't have a relationship with them and he... And he gloats about it online he's like i gave your fucking mom money and now you still asking me for more money nah i'm not a <sighs> bank like it's terrible like Whoa. his son is gonna be scarred like we, sh- we gotta cancel him yeah he ain't shit you out of here <laughs> Fuck you, 50 cent i'm about a dollar that leads us to jay-z and nipsey hustle i'm going with nipsey god rest his soul Ciao. i love nipsey and the fact the that, did you hear the way that little boy was talking about him when he said, he said, he is in paradise. Ermi has talked about paradise all the time at the funeral. And that was Lil yeah. Wayne's son. I just think he was, I just imagine him to be such an excellent father. I really do. I'm not to say that Jay isn't, but I'm just, my heart is open for Nip. So I'm going with Nip. Jay-Z is a billionaire. You hear me? It's not all about money, Shanti. We see where and you're he was, he was, and a cheater, a lie. It ain't and been no still... women coming out the woodworks when Lauren talking about I was effing a man and everything else. I just just saying, ain't been none of that. So that's all. So yes, here we are, Father's Day podcast. Go get you. Happy Father's Day to all the men out there showing up, doing the best that they can, giving hugs, giving love, being good to the women, mother of the kids, being reasonable. Amen. And happy Father's Day to all the zaddies because you count too. (laughs) Internet, I'm trying to trap you. (laughs) No, I'm careful. Why would you? Bye. (laughs) Ah, God. Do you think this was a good episode? Mm. Did you press stop? Or are we continuing to go? No, to we're still talking. We <laughs> okay. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to press stop? Sure. Okay, and with that, we are out. Bye.